The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Thank you for joining us today. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and we have a terrific show for you. Uh, Welcome. Wilson is an entrepreneur and chairman of the Board of Regents of the University of Houston. Well, as we approach Christmas, everyone is busy with shopping and travel plans, year-end closings, and and New Year budgets. It's certainly a busy season. And our guest today uh, has a very uh, busy life uh, after a very long career, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that. He has a list of accomplishments and credits that would probably take the whole show to read. Uh, But just to give you a few highlights, from Welcome Wilson's impressive background. He is chairman of GSL Welcome Group LLC, which owns and leases a single-tenant industrial facility facilities in Texas. He is also principal in Kingham Dalton Wilson, another LLC, and is a Houston commercial construction company. Since 1958, he has been a real estate developer, and during the 60s and 70s, he was the board chairman of two Texas banks, as well as a major stockholder in the Houston Astros. Mr. Wilson served in the Eisenhower-Kennedy administrations and was appointed special um, ambassador to Nicaragua by President Lyndon Johnson. Uh, He's received his BBA um, degree from the University of Houston back in 1949, and uh, he received his uh, U of H Distinguished Alumnus Award in 1970, as well as the Bauer College of Business Distinguished Alumnus Award in 1996. Mr. Wilson was appointed to the University of Houston System Board of Regents in 19, uh, excuse me, uh, 2006 by Governor Rick Perry and he has served as the chairman of that board since uh, September of 2007. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Glad to be here. You know, I have to ask, how did you get your name? Is there a story behind it? Well, if you're interested, I'll tell you. Uh, I was born in the home. In 1928, there was, uh, you didn't go to the hospital to have a baby. Uh, The doctor came to the house. And so the doctor had told my parents that I would be a girl, so they had a girl's name picked out. So when I surprised them by being a 12-pound boy, uh, the doctor uh, congratulated everybody and left. The point is there was no hospital to make you name the baby. So three days goes by, and they're still arguing about what to name the boy. (laughs) 
a week goes by, two weeks, three oh weeks, goodness. still arguing about the boy's name. So 22 days later after I was born, there I was still nameless, and my father arrived home from work and said, why don't we name him Welcome so he'll know he's welcome, though he's not a girl. And that's what they did. Oh, that is a cute story. There's a Welcome Wilson Jr., 58 years old, and there's a Welcome Wilson III, 12 years old. How about that? Well, that's quite... um there's some big shoes to fill once we talk about some of your career, and you spent a good time, a good amount of time in the real estate development area. How did you get into that field? Well, Cheryl, the, uh, uh, my plan was to go in the oil business. And uh, from my earliest days as a student, I always wanted to be in business. There's no question about that. The Wilsons have always been entrepreneurs. And the uh, so if I developed a friendship with a man named Ari Bob Smith, who was a Houston oil man. So I joined his staff with the view of learning the oil business. Well, Bob told me that he thought the oil business was over for the independent. He was wrong, but but that was his view that oil wells were costing so much money. Remember, this is over 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. That uh, that he thought that uh, <clears throat> that it was over for the independent, and therefore I should go into real estate because in Harris County, Houston, and Harris County, real estate was the absolute best field to be in. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Well, that's paid off, hasn't it? Yes, I have no complaints. Well, what does GSL do now? GSL is a company that develops single-tenant industrial buildings in Texas. Uh, We have, in the last 11 years since we got into this phase of real estate, we have built or bought about 150 facilities, and we still own 87 uh, that comprise 4 million square feet of industrial space. But the key is single-tenant. In other words, uh, we don't sweep the floors. We don't change the light bulbs. Uh, these are triple-net, single-tenant facilities. So they take care of them themselves once they once they uh, lease them? Right. And, and yeah. we're buying a facility today for $12.5 million in uh, Rosenberg mm-hmm. that, that is leased to National Oil Well Varco. That's a fast-growing area down there. Yes, it is. Welcome, uh uh, this is uh, Ken Dawson. Uh, Hi, Ken. Uh, how are you, sir? All right. Very good to have you with us. Um, Cheryl and I have been in Houston for a little over uh, 30 years, and we also have been in the oil and gas industry. Um, a number of our listeners are interested in your perspective on Houston because you've been here a number of years. If you would share for our listeners your take on uh how you see the future in terms of the economy and maybe the real estate market, oil and gas market, what what kinds of uh, uh, tips or helpful hints might you give our listeners relative to uh, what the future holds? Well, let me just make a couple of general comments. Uh, First of all, uh, however bad it gets in the rest of the country, 
In Houston, it's only going to be about 60% that bad. Uh, it's always been that way. Uh, and it's a, for a whole variety of reasons, including the resilience of the oil business. Uh, and as you know, the oil business is, is kind of feast or famine uh, frequently. Uh, but Houston has a success built into its DNA. Uh, the, let me give you an example. When a person from out of town, California, Michigan, wherever, comes to Houston, Texas, and makes a success, we think it's wonderful. We applaud them and we praise them, et cetera, et cetera. In many parts of the country, uh, when some outsider comes in and makes a success, they're resented. Not so in Houston. In Houston, everybody uh, helps each other. The Greater Houston Partnership in Houston is the greatest economic development organization in the world, in my view. That's a really great pers- uh, perspective to uh, to share. And we came here, as Ken mentioned, uh, uh, really over 30 years ago now, uh, and we were welcomed. And uh, And it's true. I hadn't thought about it in that way. Uh, but uh, anytime someone new comes into town, it's always um, reaching out with the hand and what we could do to help you. Sure, sure. Because we want and, them to be successful. And, and we're only, going into uh, bad increases. times. And, and by the way, the bad times are going to continue a while. Uh, you know, we're theoretically in a turnaround now, but uh, but it's going to be, in my view, 18 months before the uh, city, uh, you know, completely turns around. There'll be more foreclosures and uh, and some other things, but. But Houston will spring back faster than anybody in the country. Well, welcome. One of the things that totally reinforces what you're saying is um, the wonderful uh, effort that Houstonians uh, had for the Katrina victims. You remember when New Orleans was swamped and, boy, they were a big trouble, and we took in uh, thousands and thousands of people into Houston, and... uh, I think we gained not only national but international um, uh, comments about how wonderful we were to outsiders and we welcomed them with open arms and really did all we could. And that's exactly what you're saying about how wonderful Houstonians are. Yeah, and, and we, uh, we support each other uh, all the way down the line. Well, mentioning uh, hurricanes, I know that you've done some development uh, uh, down in Galveston. Uh, welcome. Uh, are you still involved in that? What do you see as the No, process? I have not developed in Galveston in uh, in probably 40, at least 40 years. Is that right? So, I, uh, so I'm not a good judge on uh, what's going on in Galveston anymore. But, in, uh, uh, but 50 years ago, when I opened Jamaica Beach, the... Uh, uh, the Galveston was a great location. Why? Because of its proximity to Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice place, but it is its proximity to Houston, Texas, is what's made it so uh, special. Uh, for example, in those days, uh, I was developing resort subdivisions. Uh, in other words, second homes. Mm-hmm. Well, 50 years ago, my first problem was I had to convince people they needed a second home. A second home was a total new concept to anybody. Yeah, interesting. So uh, that that was my first task, was to convince them they needed a second home. Then I had to convince them to uh, buy something from me. Uh, Talking about being uh, at the... uh 
at the envelope. You're certainly we're pushing it then. <laughs> well, you've also had an extensive uh, career in uh, in government and working with three presidential administrations. Tell us a little bit about that period in your career. Okay, uh, when uh, when I was working for Ari Bob Smith, the oil man, who was a wonderful, wonderful man, by the way. Uh, he was appointed as Director of Civil Defense of Houston on a dollar-a-year basis. Remember, in 1953, uh, we were in the middle of the Cold War, and if you took a survey on what people were concerned about, nobody would list crime, no one would list the economy, no one would, it, would list traffic. Everyone would say, nuclear attack. Mm-hmm. And so civil defense and defense preparation and so forth was absolutely the number one thing on people's minds. So Bob Smith uh, sent me as his assistant down to City Hall to sit in the department head's chair and run the, uh, that operation. Uh, Judge Roy Hoffines was mayor of Houston at the time, and he uh, quickly made me also a special assistant to the mayor. So I spent three years at City Hall with Judge Hoffines uh, developing the defense mobilization capacity in Houston, and by the way, which also included civil defense preparations, I mean, uh, sorry, natural disaster preparations. Uh, And we had our tornadoes and hurricanes and uh, so forth. Uh, But that's uh, how I got involved in government. And then uh, Eisenhower... Uh, who I knew slightly, appointed me as the five-state director of defense mobilization uh, for Texas and the five surrounding states. Now, the OCDM, it was called, was an office in the executive office of the president. In other words, it was like the Bureau of the Budget, the Bureau of Economic Advisors, the Office of uh, Civil and Defense Mobilization was part of the executive office of the president, and I ran it for the five states. Wow, impressive. Well, we just have uh, a few seconds here before our break, but uh, I, I, I saw in your list, long list of things that you've accomplished and done in your life, uh, Wilson, that you actually witnessed the atom bomb test and the hydrogen bomb test. Uh, what was your reaction uh, when you uh, experienced that? Well, this, uh, it's, it's impossible to describe. Um, the atom bomb test at first, uh, you know, you saw it in movies and one thing or another, and it turned out, by the way, it was in Nevada, uh, that we were way too close. Oh, my. They, they would never do that again. They, they would never uh, have observers as close as we were. Uh, because they've learned so much more about radiation and so forth since then. Well, we're glad we have you here today uh, recognizing that. We're going to take a little break, and when we get back, we'll explore more of Wilson's incredible entrepreneurial career. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa, where America learns to invest. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Oh, my God. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're with Welcome Wilson. He's entrepreneur and chairman of the Board of Regents for University of Houston, and we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in experience uh, on the board at this segment. Before we do that, I want to kind of pick up on, on your points um, in the last segment, uh, Wilson, when you talked about your experience in government and civil defense. And, Ken, I know you had a question you wanted to pose. Welcome. I uh I'm very, very impressed with your background, and, and again, speaking to our listeners, so many times we have uh, 
individuals from all backgrounds, many times a military background, and, and I know our listeners would be extraordinarily interested in your perspective on um, our young men and women in the military today. Uh, we count on them so much for everything, and if it weren't for them, of course, we wouldn't have our freedom, we wouldn't have so many things. Uh, would you like to share your thoughts on our wonderful men and women in the military for our sure, listeners? Sure, Ken. Uh, let me start by saying that the my military service, uh, I served in Japan in 1950 and 51 and 52, and it was one of the, it was transformational to me. Exactly. Uh, I, uh, although I was relatively old for a, uh, I was an officer, so I was, uh, I think, 20, uh, 22 years old when I went in. Uh, and already married, already graduated from college, and a lot of other things. I have to say that I grew up in the uh, when I was in the service. Exactly. Uh, William F. Buckley, who I've admired uh, many years now, dead, always proposed that America have a mandatory government service program, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book about it uh, many years ago, forty years ago. And I, and I absolutely agree, nothing could be better for the future of America for every single 18-year-old in America to spend one to two years in government service of some kind. One of the things that you'll be most interested in is Cheryl and I just spent a week in Israel. And as you know, uh, military service sure. is mandatory for men and women, and it just makes all the difference in the world and their country, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Our guest last week, in fact, was the Economic Council for Israel, and he spoke about how it uh, transformed his life, and what I had read about it is how much um, uh, it matures an individual. Uh, and obviously, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, that service um, you know, gives you responsibility that you otherwise may not have for years in uh, in the civilian work. No doubt about it. As, as a for example, there I was a young officer. I had a hundred men working for me, a hundred men. Mm-hmm. And uh, my particular job, which it was classified at the time, it's not now. But uh, I worked for the National Security Agency, and <clears throat> as a naval officer. National Security Agency did not have people in the field. What they had is sailors and Air Force people and Army people and State Department people. And they were the eyes and ears of the National Security Agency. And then we funneled the information back to them. And uh, the, so the opportunity at age 22 to uh, supervise 100 men and to do all the things that uh, I had the opportunity to do was remarkable. Yes, and, you know, you have that, that figures then that you were asked to help with the, the civil defense with that experience. So welcome. In light of the threat of global terrorism, do you, do you want to share your perspective on uh, our defense today? <clears throat> well, let me tell you what I like about it. It is the highest quality level that uh, America has had, in my view, uh, in uh, in many 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 years, the uh, in the first place, the members of the military are respected. Uh, for example, uh, someone coming to me for a job, 
nothing would be, is more impressive on their resume than uh, than military service. Uh, for example, I, I'm chairman of the Board of Regents, and the governor asked me about a uh, a uh, person, a, a lawyer in Houston, who uh, who I had not met, uh, but he asked uh, if what I thought about him being appointed to the Board of Regents at the University of Houston. Well, the minute he told me he was a graduate of West Point, uh, immediately I said, my God, that's exactly the kind of person that we need. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yeah. Do you remember Bill Kistler? I do. Now, how do I know that name? Bill Kistler was on the Board of Regents at the University of Houston. Is that right? I was, uh, I, I was special consultant to uh, the president of uh, Hughes Tool Division, and Bill Kessler at that time was executive vice president of Hughes Tool Corporation, and uh, and I remember distinctly that Bill talked uh, an awful lot about how wonderful Emerson Houston was and how much uh, he was proud to be on the board of regents. That that's where I know the name. Then I didn't know him personally, but uh, we go way back with Hughes Tool. Uh, when I was a student at the University of Houston, I. Uh, was the business manager of the student newspaper. Uh, and I sold ads in the yearbook and the newspaper to Hughes Tool. How about that? Well, that wow. is incredible. What a connection. That goes way back. Well, you graduated from University of Houston in 1949. Uh, how do you think higher education has changed over the last 60 years? Well, I'm not an expert on higher education, but... Uh, let me just say that the person who got a degree this year from the Bauer College of Business at the University of Houston is three times better prepared than I was when I got my degree, only because less was expected of universities in those days. Hmm. Uh, I felt like I got a great education, but the intensity of study today uh, the level of sophistication of the programs they use and so forth for instruction are, are so much better that uh, I feel like that uh, there's been a tremendous increase for the better in universities. Uh, I'm not so sure that's the case in public schools, but again, I'm not an expert on that either. Yeah, well, well that's welcome. an interesting uh, point. Go ahead, Ken. Cheryl has... Uh Cheryl has her MBA from University of Houston. I don't know if she shared that with you, but no, uh, that's terrific. Is that the wonderful? U of H uh, Clearlight, but that is part of the system. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, for for those uh, that are listening in who do not are not familiar with University of Houston, maybe share just a little bit about the school. Okay, the University of Houston system is comprised of four universities. Uh, there's the University of Houston Clear Lake, where you graduated, Cheryl. There's the University of Houston, Victoria. Uh, there's the University of Houston downtown, and the University of Houston, which is the flagship university. There are 61,000 students in all of the universities. 37,000 of them of them are in the flagship university. Uh, the the system has. Uh, Graduates about 12,000 graduates a year. Uh, and there's something that is very important, that's very significant. The 
12,000 students we graduate, 75% of them stay in Texas. How about that? And and 67% stay in metropolitan Houston. Now, that's a very important factor. Let me give you an example. Rice University is a fabulous tier one university, really, really fabulous. But it's small, 5,000 students compared, for example, to our 37,000. The other thing is that 67% of Rice graduates leave Texas. They go back to where they came from. Hmm. And 67% of our students stay in Texas, stay in Houston, 75% in Texas. Now, it's a very diverse um, student body. Where are the students coming from? Well, 7% of our students are international. Uh, In terms of diversity, uh, 13% are African American, uh, 21% are Hispanic, uh, 55% are uh, Anglos and Asians. Uh, so we are about balanced with the state of uh, Texas itself. In other words, our diversity is a, is about the same as the uh, state of Texas. And most of the students are from Houston or Texas or also around the country? <laughs> we have, uh, I would say, uh, well, sorry, 8.6% are international students, 8.6% international and then I would say there's five or six percent from other parts of the uh, United States, and the rest are from Texas. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to be a Tier 1 university uh, when we get back from break. So stay tuned. We have more to share. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh hey guys that's a personal foul 
in active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players don't get lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey, kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. We're back with Welcome Wilson, and he is the chairman of the Board of Regents for the University of Houston. And we were talking about the University of Houston as we uh, came on the break, and you were sharing a little bit about Tier 1. Share, uh, if you would, Will, um, welcome, what, what it means to be a Tier 1 university and why it's so important um, for the University of Houston to, to uh, achieve that. I'd be glad to, Cheryl. Uh, there is no official rating agency in America that grades universities. Instead, there are four or five institutions that grade. Carnegie uh, Foundation, for example. Uh, even the U.S. News and World Report has extensive uh, research and so forth in judging universities and so forth. So the, there's an organization of national research universities that also guide. If you take the criteria that each issues and eliminate the overlaps, there's about 15 items by which universities are judged in determining their status. Uh, to just to use the University of Houston as an example, we are already tier one in five of those categories such things as the number of members of the National Academy that are on the faculty, National Academy of Science, the National Academy of Engineering, and so forth, National Academy of Medicine. Uh, we are very close to another five of the 15 categories by which Tier 1 universities are judged, such things as the amount, the percentage of alumni that give back to the university every year. We're at about 
10.5%. We need to be at 13%. The last five are more difficult. The most difficult of which is the amount of money that we spend every single year in research, particularly federal research. Uh, right now, we spend about $80 million a year in research. We need to spend $150 million to reach Tier 1 status. And what kind of research uh, would, would you pursue then? Well, 60% of our research at the University of Houston is in the medical field. Although we don't have a, a uh, college of medicine, uh, we, uh, it is by far the biggest source of research in America. Uh, and, and we have, for example, uh, many, many people in the, in the health field. Uh, in February of this year, we hired a man named Jan Aki Gustafsson from Sweden, and he came here with 14 researchers, and they are doing cutting-edge research in hormone therapy. Uh, they're on the University of Houston campus. Uh, interesting sideline, uh, Yale was the competition. Why did he come to the University of Houston instead of Yale University? Yeah. Texas Medical Center. How about that? And, uh, and that's what attracted him. He's now, he's been active since he's been here the eight or nine months. Uh, he has recruited many other researchers from Japan and China and India and Europe uh, to uh, come to the University of Houston. Success breeds success. Yes. Well, you mentioned uh, Rice as being a Tier 1 university. Uh, are there others in Texas? Yes, the University of Texas in Austin and, the, and Texas A&M are both Tier 1 universities. Mm-hmm. Of course, both of them are over 100 years old. And how did they become Tier 1 universities? They had the funds through the Permanent University Fund uh, to, to finance uh, excellent programs and research and such as that. Mm-hmm. It takes money, doesn't it? Yes. What are the benefits to the community as well as the students and state for reaching that status of Tier 1? Okay. There are many. Let me just give you a couple of examples. MIT is in Massachusetts. MIT has formed more than 4,000 companies based on spinoffs of their research. 4,000 companies over many years. Those companies employ 1.1 million people. Their annual sales are $232 billion a year. That's roughly the economic output of Houston, Dallas, and Fort Worth combined, just from those 4,000 companies. Uh, Let me give you another example. Uh, In Austin, venture capitalists in Austin have always been active because of high-tech company spinoffs from research at the University of Texas. The, uh, in the last year, more venture capital money has been originated from Austin, Texas, than Houston, Fort Worth, Dallas, and San Antonio combined. 
so there are just many, many, many benefits of um, of having a tier one university. Yes, and entrepreneurship is uh, is the drive wheel of uh, of um, of success and jobs. That's and right. And by the way, yeah. the at the College of Business, the Bauer College of Business at the University of Houston, our entrepreneurship program is either number one or number two in the nation year after year. It does have an excellent track record. Right. Well, with your long career, um, Welcome, what drives you to be part of this endeavor? Well, the uh, I've been involved with the University of Houston since 1946, uh, and it's... Uh, so uh, there was an occasion 30 years ago when I said, well, why don't I get involved? I've always been involved. and uh, But let me tell you, I'm not complaining because I'm having the time of my life. Well, you obviously are, and you're working uh, in your companies as well, so you have an incredible uh, amount of energy, I'm sure. Well, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about um, the work that Ken and I do and helping graduates and alumni to advance their careers uh, through job search and career changes, and uh, our product and, and services are based on job search a total system, uh, working with career centers, but also uh, professional associations, uh, helping them to meet the needs of their memberships. And we've found over the years, uh, welcome that people uh, that are motivated to help others ultimately are the ones who uh, make the most money and achieve the, the most in their careers and their lives. And we mentioned how long your resume is. Uh, it's a little bit longer than the two pages we normally recommend. Um, but um, what, what has kept you working so long, and what, um, what have you found uh, to be the keys to success? Well, the, without calling myself a success, let me let me tell you a story. In uh, the early forties, during World War II, my and I was a teenager, and uh, I was a radio announcer and newscaster on a radio station in Brownsville, Texas, when I was sixteen. And uh, the reason I was a, had that job is anybody over seventeen and a half was in the military, so all the jobs went to the sixteen-year-olds and the forty-five-year-olds. But anyway, my father told me that he thought the key to success was what he called guts and determination. Hmm. When I say guts, it means it's just having the purpose capacity to ask for the order. The purpose capacity to say things that somebody doesn't want to hear. The ability to go before somebody important and make a pitch. Mm-hmm. And then having the determination to keep after it and follow up and get the job done. I added, uh, along the way, I added a third ingredient, kindness, Mm. which goes back to what you're talking about, and that is helping other people. Yes. And what a valuable tool that is. Uh, Another thing that I uh, attribute to what success I've had is the, f- the fact that I was always willing to be a smoother, if that's the right word. By that I meant when I found somebody important, I got to know them. I would put myself out there and track them down and meet them and get to know them and get involved and so forth. Because 
there is no doubt that other people can do a great deal more to help anybody's career than you can by alone. That's right. So uh, knowing people and uh, so forth is a very, very important ingredient. And welcome. Well, it sounds to me like, uh, I mean, you could have helped us write the book. The, the the one thing I would add that Cheryl and I have been so adamant about is uh, Cheryl and I have always been workaholics. We, we really encourage people to work harder, smarter, longer, and it's not just because somebody forces you to, because it's really what you want to do and it's what you need to do. Sure. Helping, well, the, helping your company, helping your family, helping our country. No, no doubt about it. Working harder, smarter, longer to make this country the best it can be. And the, I'm 82 years old, but I'm at the office 11 and a half hours a day. Wonderful. Uh, five days a week. I'm here on Saturday from, uh, for about five and a half hours. And then I take work home on Sunday. I'll be done. Now, I've got 18 grandkids, and uh, they all, all but two of them live within five minutes of my house. So I'm much involved with the family, but you're right. You just simply have to do more. Absolutely. But you love what you're doing. It's not that anybody forces you to do it or you hate it. You love it. I think they want us to take a break. I hear the music. So we're going to take a little break, and when we get back, we're going to share more about the Lessons for Success. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at 9 miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from feedthepig.org. Do not be alarmed. We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to feedthepig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. 
Self-leadership is more important than corporate leadership. In the hustle and bustle world we live in, we need to be reminded that in all failures and successes, we are the common denominators. Each week, let Daniel Gutierrez help bring you the tools you need to manage self-leadership, resulting in self-success. Make your mark in your industry. Make sure you listen to Right Here, Right Now, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, Ken and Cheryl here. We're talking with Welcome Wilson, and we've had a fascinating uh, discussion about many things, entrepreneurship, about education, about success. And in the last segment, um, Welcome, you shared with us some of your keys to success, the importance of determination and kindness and what you called smoothing, but networking uh, in, in our book, Job Search a Total System. And, and also, um, Ken, you mentioned how important hard work is, and obviously you're not afraid of hard work, uh, Welcome. And you've done so many things over your careers. What would you share uh, with us about uh, selecting a career and, and making changes throughout your life? Well, one of the my pet peeves, if that's the right way to put it, is that I don't believe college students are careful enough in selecting a career. Uh, in other words, we're in a free market society, meaning that you get a job if you are marketable. Well, in America, we have this incredible shortage of engineers. Uh, the baby boomers will be retiring soon, and in Houston, Texas alone, tens of thousands of engineers are going to be retiring. We're not producing anywhere near enough to replace them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, we can't get enough students to study engineering. We have a lot, but we need triple the amount that we have. Uh, Let me give you other examples. Uh, For example, communications is a very, very popular field. The problem is there just aren't many communication jobs out there. And when the economy hits a downturn, those are the first jobs to disappear. So the Jack J. Valenti School of Communication at the University of Houston is world class, but the people who would like to be TV hosts, anchors on TV and such, there just aren't enough jobs out there for it. So I would urge people to find out what the market is in jobs. Accountants if you graduated with an accounting degree, you would be hired the first day. You would have four or five people making offers to you. So do the research. 
to know exactly what it is you need to be studying. The second thing is that when you uh, get out in the market and you find that you're, you do not have the skills that are needed to get a job, don't hesitate to go back and get a master's degree in something else or a second bachelor's degree in something Yeah. Welcome. The other thing that I'd like to reinforce is something you mentioned in the last segment, and that was the importance of working hard. And, of course, as I mentioned, Cheryl and I have all our lives have worked harder, smarter, longer, and you certainly have. That, that to us, is so critical to the younger generation today, not because a company is forcing you to or somebody says you have to. It's because you want to. You want to make it a wonderful career and you want to do everything you possibly can for your family and your children and your grandchildren and the best for our country and working harder smarter longer for cheryl and i is a labor of love and i know it is for you would you share your thoughts on that for our listeners well we used to have an expression when i was uh, a college graduate that the harder i work the luckier i get absolutely and it is it is so true and as an, I've been an employer uh, since 1946 when I had a secretary as business manager of the newspaper that made 50 cents an hour. I was the, in the executive class. I made a dollar an hour. But the, uh, the, my point is that uh, you always appreciate, as an employer, those employees that are willing to go the extra mile, the ones that really drill down. Absolutely. There are too many people in America that want to float along the surface. Absolutely. The, uh, reading, for example. Writing. Uh, I have about 50 employees, and I would say that there's probably not more than five of those 50 employees that are good writers that can write a uh, a proposal that can uh, r- you know write the to really be able to put down thoughts on paper correctly and succinctly and so forth exactly well those are things that can be learned and um you know i think uh schools uh probably do not put a great enough emphasis on this and then technology sometimes uh lets us uh you know, get by without the best of skills in that area. But you're so right that no matter what uh, industry or career you select, if you are an excellent writer and communicator, uh, you, you're going to be able to um, come to the top of the of the pack. No and I wanted to pick up on another thing, uh, Welcome, that you, you mentioned the importance of researching careers and knowing what's hot. Um, for instance, I just saw an article um, in the paper uh, in the Wall Street Journal about the service sector and how it's going to be creating 90% of the job growth between, uh, well, last year and the year 2018. Uh, and, you know, those are professional and business services, including engineering and, of course, healthcare that we've talked about and social assistance. And so knowing that is important. But then the other part of it is something that we help our clients do is to understand what your passion is and understand where your preferences are, your behavioral preferences, and we have assessments that help do that, and also our book has an, a self-assessment in it. But if you can get at what really drives you, what really is, um, you know, uh, is your passion, 
then you're going to have the excitement. You're going to be willing to work hard because it's going to be fun to work. I agree with that. Uh, you've got to have passion. You've got to have interest in what you're doing. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you need to pursue a career on where, where there are no jobs. Mm. Or you, you've got to match up the, uh, uh, your passion with available jobs. Exactly. And there are usually not a number of different choices that you can make. The particular assessment that we use with a lot, a lot of our clients actually lists all the different careers and how they match. Well, I can't believe that. Our show is over already. Uh, welcome. This has been an incredible opportunity for you to share with our listeners some of the keys to success and also about the University of Houston. Thank you so much for being with us today. Welcome for our listeners. How would like to get in touch with you? Is there a way they can uh, get in touch with you relatively easily? Sure. Send me an email. W. Wilson S. R at gslwelcome.com. Thank you again, welcome, and Merry Christmas to you. Welcome, thank you so much. much. Looking forward to seeing you. Likewise. Have a great holiday. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week.